0: Hello, Feisties. I'm Sarah Gross, CEO and founder of Feisty Media. And I'm here to tell you that our foundational strength training course, Strong, is on sale now through April 10th. If you're like me, you probably get a lot of crap in your Instagram or Facebook feed telling you how you should look or how you will feel if you look a certain way. As summer approaches, this only gets worse. We are told we should have a quote unquote summer body as if our bodies somehow morph into something completely different just because the weather changes. And frankly, over here at Feisty Media, we are totally sick of it. Because at Feisty, our vision is to build an empowering culture for active women. We want to shift our attention away from what our bodies look like and focus instead on what our bodies can do especially during the summer months, when having the physical strength to do the activities we love is so important. The Strong course is designed to take any woman, regardless of your starting point, through everything you need to know to level up your strength training journey. It includes a 16-week program to help you progress from wherever you are to lifting heavy or heavy-ish with dumbbells or a barbell. It also includes modules on the physiology of strength training for women, nutrition, how we keep ourselves injury-free, and more. I want every woman to be able to do the things that bring her joy and be strong enough to do them for life. Enrollment in this course is now open, and you can sign up and learn more at womensperformance.com forward slash strong. Or check the show notes of this episode for the link. And for those of you who are among the 800 women who have already taken the Strong course with one of our previous cohorts, congratulations on taking the plunge. And to the rest of you, see you in the course in April. Make this summer your strongest and best ever. Head over to womensperformance.com forward slash strong today.
1: You're listening to If We Were Writing, a yeah. feisty, triathlon ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where yeah. we dish on all triathlon news and everything else ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadijah Diggs and Jocelyn Wong yeah. Neal, and Laura Sadal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever yeah. you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. Yeah. All right, it turns out the fans need to know the most important update. Everyone's been waiting to find out. How is Sarah's work wardrobe coming?
2: I wish that I could say that I have, like, a whole bunch of golf pants right now and a blazer or two. But I just haven't gotten my act together. So I'm so sorry. Right now, I am stuck in a room at the hospital. Uh, They don't let me see people yet. So thankfully it doesn't matter but like i'm going to have to upgrade that stuff by the time i'm doing assessments with actually pa- actual patients so when does Let's this start. start uh i don't know hopefully in the next few weeks but stay posted for some uh wardrobe selection i okay to be fair I have, like two pairs of non sweatpants um have and they two they're- pairs of khakis khakis yeah the, like a pair of black pants and a pair of khakis, and they're getting heavy use. We'll put it that way.
3: She doesn't even have styles; they're just non-sweat pants.
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> okay. Can you?
1: Are you allowed to wear fancy sweatpants at the hospital? You know, like because I have some fancy sweatpants. You mean that like the
4: ones with. that say "juicy" on your butt? No. Juicy. <laughs>
3: oh my god! Baby, baby, got back or anything like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I'm talking about, you know, rich people with like the fancy women who like stay home all day, sweatpants, you know, like yoga. Pants? Like oh my God. Know? This is like such an East coast, West coast conversation guys out here. There's such a thing <laughs> as fancy sweatpants. Okay. And they clearly, you like look at them and you're like, oh yeah, that woman, those, those sweatpants cost like a hundred bucks and you can tell they're fancy sweatpants. Anyway, I have a pair of fancy sweatpants that a hundred percent pass for like pants. they have
4: matching jackets no no there is they don't say (laughs) anything on them
1: guys (laughs) (laughs) no No, No rhinestones i take it i feel like i'm explaining the concept of athleisure wear to like (laughs) (laughs) all east coast people who are like wait what (laughs) we'll wait for an update eagerly on this i'm going to introduce you to the concept of fancy sweatpants okay
2: no i can't wear fancy sweatpants to work uh, basically, like I think the the wardrobe choice is like button downs and like loafers. I feel like I'm not saying that that's the route I'm going, but I've seen a lot of button downs and loafers. I
3: don't think I've but seen a
1: pair New of England loafers too. Yeah, I was like, I don't think yeah. I've seen a pair of loafers in like 15 years.
2: They're coming back. They're coming
3: back. Are, Are you gonna I put did? the little penny in yours too? Put the little penny in. <laughs>
2: i'm putting a quarter in all right (laughs)
1: all right here's my other question for sarah though have you not had time because you've been sick from singapore i've been waiting to find out about this because everyone was sick after singapore who got sick i have no idea half like all the men who raised 70.3 worlds this past weekend all were sick like if you go through instagram and you like look at everyone who said they were
3: sick men are babies they cry too much they cry too much that doesn't count
1: it was probably the bed but no if you go through you're like who had stomach bugs it was all these people from singapore
4: it's probably because they didn't ch- try the local food and because sarah did try the local food she then became immune to the local stomach bugs
2: there you go so what's
1: interesting is did any of the women one of the i want to say one or two of them messaged me and were like you should everyone's sick but i only think it was like i've only heard of one woman being sick okay so because
2: maybe maybe if it was a water quality thing mm. Um, although they were really strict about the water quality standards so that's what
1: i told one of the women i was like well yeah. sarah said they were really strict about water quality standards, super cool so. yeah super strict yeah but so yeah maybe they just didn't eat the right food yeah they needed to eat more street food <laughs> <laughs> all right coming up today khadija is going to tell us about her craziest penalty ever uh also apparently she's now a track state champion and uh and then and then we're gonna break down 70.3 and niece coming up all right khadijah just before we got on uh jocelyn dropped this bomb you're
3: now a track state champion like
4: double double state champion
3: yes to be fair there were only four women in my age group
4: so That is more than one, Khadija. You yeah, beat people. Yeah, what's the saying?
1: You can only beat who shows up, man. You scared so them a lot.
3: My friend, Yulene, um, she runs Masters for USAT. And she said, come on out. We're having uh, state track and field championships. And she's one of my best friends. So I showed up. And she put me in the 5K, the 3K, and I had to run an 800 in a relay. But what I was most happy about is I got a little bit of speed left in these old legs. I ran a 2:36 nice. 800. You ran a 2:36? 236? Yeah. Shit. Okay, now my heart was—I had to like shove it back in my chest. <laughs> but yeah, I was—I was really surprised. That's really, really impressive. Surprised.
1: Yeah, That's I couldn't a go big. another
3: step. I couldn't go another step though i was <laughs> i was toasted but, maybe yeah. you should have been the 800 too from the sound of it like yeah that's, that's what, what she, was she was saying she's like you should have done the 800 and the 1500 yeah. so oh I, my god
4: I you could do, do, do all of them, them next year
3: I, I might do a couple uh, uh do the 800 and the 1500 next year but i had a, a ball i love track i ran track as a, a child and um I was the one on the track team that kept the GPA up in college because <laughs> I definitely wasn't the fastest on the team. Ashtray days, though. <laughs> Did
1: you guys watch the track and field world championships? Yes. some. Um, yeah. A little
4: bit. Clips I- on Instagram. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I was really interested in Hassan uh, Safan because – she's just got guts she's like you know what i might not win them all but i'm gonna try to go for it and she's got such great sportsmanship so i I loved watching her
1: yeah Yeah. faith though won the 15 and the 5k which was like crazy i don't think
3: it. i think that's the first time
1: anyone's done that like in this world champion it's like an odd double
3: yeah it might be it was crazy She's got yeah. an amazing range. Both well, of them the,
4: do. The drop batons, the DQs.
3: Oh, and the four by bar-
1: one. I was happy, though. I mean, because obviously, you know, pro-America over here. And the, they swept the <laughs> four by one. It was like the four. And then, like, the men and the women swept. And then they were all, like, jumping around each other in a big pile. Like, I couldn't figure out who everybody was in that pile. And then I realized, like, all the men and women were running out in this pile onto the on the track. It was very cute. That is really cute. Yeah. It was
3: really exciting. So, and it was great to see, uh, Shakari. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. she's really got
3: her head together now. It, it's, you can tell by the things that come out of her mouth. Gratitude is her superpower. It's and that's, pretty that's crazy how
4: role. young she still is. I like forget how young she was when she got that doping p- offense.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, that's why I was like, you felt for her because right, she like smoked some pot after what was it? Her mom was in the hospital. Her mom died. And she was her like, her mom died. 20, yeah. died. Yeah, I can remember if she had died right before or right after. Eddie. Um, and yeah, she was like 20, and you're like, dude, this is you know, a 20 year old going through some terrible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think it's just so much credit to her, like how resilient she was to bounce back and be, you know, now she's world champion. And like that would be at 20 going through that and having so many people kind of publicly scrutinize everything you're doing. And they were so critical of the poor girl. I mean, twenty year—you're you're still a girl in my my book. <laughs> um, but like, she just—you know—she's she's really matured, and so yeah. much fun to to watch somebody's career like that going into the games. Like, yeah, I'm excited
1: for something like that. You excited? I also, uh, maybe you guys already discovered, since, you know, we all just watched it via Instagram, because you could watch it entirely on Instagram. Have you watched, there's this woman who does interviews with them behind. Oh, yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Called Real Talk with T. And she like used to be a track runner. So she knows all of them. And so they're like, a lot of times she's the only one they'll come and talk to. Like when they, and they're like the best interview. So anyway, she had, she like Shikari, she was the only one Shikari talked to after Nationals and she had all of them. And it was very, You know, you should go and Google these. <laughs> search the, whatever they say cuss words and everything it's great
2: is it tiana um yeah was it Barta? no um,
1: no it's uh well, tiana williams tiana williams
2: okay yeah.
1: so anyway but they're really funny and this is my new favorite interviewer real talk with t i like her too yeah. yeah so that's what we're gonna have to do in kona is we're gonna have to you know get everyone to dance with us or whatever
4: the fun interviews
1: fun exactly exactly we also have, though, before Kona, guys, we have Nice next week. So next week, I'm headed to Nice. Khadija's apparently headed to another eight-mile swim or something. I don't know. Go... show we doing something crazy? But <laughs> Nice, guys, are we excited for Nice? Are we ambivalent about Nice? I can't decide. What do we think?
2: I'm terrified. Like, <laughs> no, dead serious. I know I what you're talking th- about. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it this way. But uh, so when I was in Singapore, I sat down um, with Dave McNamee, who... He's been on the podium at Kona, and we are just talking about Nice. He's like, you know what? I went over, checked out the course, was there for a few days, realized somebody's going to die. And oh, I decided, no. Yeah.
1: Well, and in I all fairness, no one died go. when 70.3 Worlds was there. And I thought that. Like, I wrote it a couple days before 70.3 Worlds, when, I, when we were, like, in 2019. And I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to die. And no one did. So
2: so not in that race but i guess somebody else other people have died in the, like that hot corner oh, the full, the yeah full
1: iron man interesting yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, like
2: iron man france you mean
1: like yeah like full iron
3: man that's in july hmm. or <laughs> there's gonna be that one amateur that swears they have the bike handling skills of a pro and it's gonna do something crazy and unfortunately you can't I mean everybody has ego but some people just have ego out of control it is a really like when i wrote like okay so the course is like half is the 70.3
1: course if you've done 70.3 there plus like a whole nother climb and and across so i did the 70.3 half when we were there like i wrote it and it is just like very european right if you've ever ridden like european roads it's like very twisty descent through like little like cars pull out suddenly in like the little town there's like no like it will be closed but there's no way to shut down like every one of those random houses up on the side of a hill right um and no guardrails and and no guardrail. well then like one of the times like the only bad accident at 70.3 worlds was somebody crashed into a guardrail but yeah there are no guardrails largely it's really steep yeah if you go over yeah if
2: you go over that's it's bad news so I
4: guess
1: if there's no guardrails, you can't put hay bales. No, they put them, like, around the roundabouts. Like, when you're going through the little towns, they put them out. Yeah. But I was I was quite worried about that last time, and it wasn't as bad. But I do think, obviously, I mean, the pros will go super fast. And some people will probably get sucked into going faster than they should.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so part of it is that... uh I mean, Dave specifically has like pins in Mm, his wrist because he crashed really badly a long time ago, like just wrist surgery. But uh, yeah, it just, I don't think that an athlete, a pro athlete should be thinking in order to race at that level, do I need to take unnecessary risks? Um, And I know it's part of cycling, but triathlon you know what's great about like Kona or you know seventy point three world champs this time around. There are no real unnecessary risks that need to be made to other than like the heat and Kona um, yeah, yeah, yeah. to I try mean, that, to
1: win. Right, yeah. you're like <laughs> I'm just laughing because you're saying that, and then of course you did hospitalize yourself or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it, not in terms of like okay, I need
2: you know to really push the limits sure. in terms of um bike handling yeah The
1: like going off of the like the whole idea of like controlled risk and controlled danger right and all these things it's like fascinating because like obviously we know we're signing up for something that has a certain amount of risk but we also like but if it's beyond that we get like really outraged right we're like no we because we expect like a certain amount of controls and safety and like standards to be met and I'm only thinking about this, so there was this whole, and I think Jocelyn knows that, but there was this big Tough Mudder race out here. Oh, yeah. And it's made national news and stuff now that had like hundreds of people came down with a bacterial infection. And it turns out it was just like bacteria in the dirt. There's really nothing that could have been done about it. It's just a risk of doing a race in like muddy water with people. But this is, I had to explain this a bunch. I wrote a thing about it. I'd explain it to people who don't do these things and like don't understand. And they were all like, well, why would you do that? And I was like, <laughs> well, you can get a staph infection at a nail salon and that has no upside. So I would never go to a nail salon. I'd If I'm going to get a staph infection, I'd rather get it swimming.
3: Yeah. Why would you shave off your eyebrows and paint on new ones?
1: Right. Like they're like, so the, but then I got really, I go down this whole like, hole of like, you know, what is your expectation of risk? <laughs> like, and trying to explain it to somebody who doesn't do these things. They're like, they don't understand it at all. You know?
2: Yeah, nobody's nobody's forcing people to compete, and like somebody like Dave has decided not to compete at the World Champs, um, you know, because he doesn't want to take that risk. Yeah, overall, I'm excited uh, because new location, World Champs, always ex- always good. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a really fantastic race, but there's part of me that's like, oh, things yeah, could. Yeah good go wrong
1: oh definitely i think probably everybody's like holding their breath a little bit yeah for that for sure anyway i'm headed out i rented a bike so that i can go and check it out you know nice. on my own so i can you know report you should back. wear your helmet well yeah i think that's part of the part of the deal <laughs> <laughs> good advice jocelyn <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't know. If anybody has any tips about Nice, I'm always, like, I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna be one of those things you guys yell at Kelly for hating on things. I don't really get France. Like, I don't understand why everybody's into France that much.
4: <laughs> French people are, our French <laughs> listeners are so mad at you already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've
4: raced uh, at Umbraman and, oh, yeah. like, part of the Alpe d'Huez triathlon and, like, It's in the French Alps, so... Yeah. Everything's, like, mountainous and narrow and twisty. And But you know what, Kelly? They have great croissants there.
1: Maybe that's my whole problem. You know one thing I do am excited about in France, though? The UTMB. That is the one thing I do really want to do. Why?
2: I I mean, I I get it. But also, (laughs) like, there are other races you can do in the U.S. and not have to go to France.
1: True. But trail running... There are a lot of things I think Europeans do that are stupid. I think they do trail running right. I appreciate that they do like huge, like it's a real big crowd thing.
3: Yeah.
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you.
3: Good. We can agree on this. <laughs> Track and fields more exciting in Europe too. They get into it. Track meets there are like yeah, they're the bomb. It here it's kind of like. Eh. I mean, it's fun to run, but crowds are totally different and they understand track etiquette here. Everybody just kind of, you know.
4: You're saying that the Georgia State Championships did not have a uh, sold out stadium. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was not sold out.
1: Yeah. All right, yeah. we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're all Sid Talks, recapping 70.3 Worlds, and then we'll talk about, you know, our own thoughts on 70.3 worlds. Physical and mental fatigue is often the biggest barrier to success in any activity involving strength, endurance, and mental focus. Achieving your body's peak muscle response is crucial for maximum athletic performance. I know just how important it is for optimal health and performance. I've been on the lookout then for something that could help boost athletic performance during my workouts and something to improve my focus and concentration throughout the day. Further, something that tastes great and is easy to incorporate into my daily routine. Which is why I'm so happy that I found the Amino Co. They offer a 100% science-backed essential amino acid formula called Perform. It helps build your endurance and prepares you for harder workouts. Perform has been scientifically proven to improve muscle performance, reduce fatigue and recovery times, and increase the benefits from workouts. It's keto-friendly, soy-free, vegan, gluten-free, without any nasty non-GMOs. They also offer all-natural flavors, but my favorite is the Blue Raspberry. Performance formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. You can check out the science behind it by visiting aminoco, aminoco.com backslash riding, like if we were riding. Here at Feisty, we believe that endurance sports and triathlon should be for everyone. But we know that figuring it out can be a little tricky sometimes. That's why we're teaming up with Motive, the customizable training app for running, triathlon, cycling, duathlons. You make it work for you. These aren't just cut and paste template training programs. They're built by experts and then created for you for your race schedule abilities and your time available. And it's one of the only training apps where you can have a training plan designed to get you ready for multiple races at the same time. That'll help keep you from overdoing it and get to the start line ready to go. Yes, we're looking at you triathletes. Now, anyone can use the app for free for as long as you want, or you can get all the upgraded features for $19.99 a month. Or as a Feisty fan right now, you can get two months of full premium access for free to get your training started. Get two months of premium access on the Motive app with the code FEISTY at mymotive.com that's my m-y motive m-o-t-t-i-v dot com and use the code feisty to get started all right this week we're gonna keep it short sid it's a short sid talks
5: <laughs> <laughs> we always say that and then it's like 40 minutes later anyway i need to shut up because it's gonna be short yeah sure short, short. we're just done. gonna focus Stop.
1: 70.3 Worlds. That is the focus. So did, you
5: watched it, I take it. It was like... I Yeah, I kind of... Well, I tried to watch it and I made it till about... Because obviously it was... It started at... Ten, yeah, it started at 10 p.m. We're in Boulder. Um, but obviously the women's race was delayed by an hour. So the coverage started at 10. The race was meant to be 10.30. But there's half an hour delay. So it was 11. So I made it till about... Maybe midnight, just after midnight on the women's. And I made mm-hmm. it to about 1 o'clock in the men's. And then... Um yeah, bailed because I was like, actually you have to get up and train in the morning. Um and you can come back and watch it. But um yeah, I kinda wanted to watch it. But I did see I was more obviously biased, more invested in the women's race. Um just with you, well, you know, (laughs) we can talk about the women's race. With all the women. With all the Um, women.
1: Uh, I also I will say I think because of all the tech issues that they had with the stream, they did make it free for everyone on the replay because usually it's not, you have to watch it live, which is the whole hard thing about triathlon. But now you can go back and watch it on YouTube if you want So I've gone back and watched some of it. Anyway. Um uh, yeah, the and women's I, race. I,
5: I watched I think I watched the women through outside and then the men on YouTube. And I know they got a lot of stick. I actually had no issues with the the broadcast from what I was watching. But anyway, yeah, uh, time, panic.
1: But the so, I, so I've seen the women's rate or the bits and it was in on the one hand, it was exactly how we said it was going to go. And on the other hand, obviously quite good. I think partially because men's nieces in two weeks uh with the women's race was a lot more stacked, like you just had a lot bigger names. Um and Taylor just, Taylor Nib just runs away from all of them. She just. Yeah, but it
5: was really, you know, it was, I thought it was really interesting. Some of the women had some fantastic swims, like a cat Matthews was probably further up than most people had expected. I'm sure not where she, I'm sure she knew she would be there or wanting to be there. Um, you know, we knew uh, Lucy Hall would be out front. Um, but yeah, the big names are there and it kind of almost came down to. Well, most names were there in the mix that we expected to be. Taylor Nib obviously just dominated, ran away with it, but super impressed with Kat Matthews, really excited about where, what she's going to do, uh, not just Kona, but the next few years, obviously excited about what Taylor can do in Kona as well. Like potentially, well, Wait, uh,
1: potentially. Potentially. We'll see. We'll see. Potentially <laughs> could
5: be... Win on debut in Kona, <laughs> debut Iron Man, youngest. I, I'm not actually, I need to confirm if she'd be the youngest. youngest, yeah. okay, well. to, be,
1: to be clear, Sid doesn't have some secret information here. Ta- Taylor is on the start list by virtue of having 170.3 worlds last year. And she has accepted that start. She has not decided if she's going to take it or not yet. And I don't think she's not just like being I don't think she I think she was waiting to see how this all went. She has not decided. Yeah,
5: I think so. But I wouldn't be surprised to see her there. like I from what I've heard talking to a few people, her passion is in Ironman. Her, that's where her like heart of the, the sport is. Um, To us, to many of us, it seems a bit weird with the Olympic year and the chance of an Olympic medal. But, you know, if that's what she wants, you do you exactly like who are we to put our you know, that's our projection, because I don't understand a chance at going to the Olympics, but I'd, I'd love to. And that to me is bigger, but you know, for her, it might be different. Anyway. Um, and then Imogen Simmons, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, so the good third. to see about And I think people were quite surprised. Yeah. I'm speaking fast now, because I'm worried about five minutes. I think people were quite surprised about it. But hey, but we're like, hey, hang on. If you go back to Nice 70.3 worlds pre-COVID, she finished third there. She's just had in, she's had a real rough injury. She had surgery on her hip. And yeah, she hasn't had. An amazing year, but that's because she's come back racing. And actually, actually you look at the races that she's done this year, each one has just been that bit better, that bit better, that bit better. She raced Singapore. She was one of the ones, well, actually, she raced on antibiotics in, well, but she was probably one of the only athletes that actually backed up well from Singapore in. Right. So let's, because everyone got sick coming out of Singapore. Everyone got sick coming which then obviously with the men's race as well, as well as missing some names because I think Nice being so close some of those names that came over from Singapore were sick and so that kind of like Jason West it would have been fantastic to Jason see Jason West like, uh Christian Sam Christian Sam Aaron yeah
1: it's if yeah. you go around on the instagrams and you like yeah, look on the, at who, on the gram on the gram and you look at who had a stomach bug and who was at Singapore uh yeah there is some alignment which I'm, i don't i don't know why but there is so uh so that's the so in the men's race. I mean, we'll women's, race, to... was
5: awesome. women's great. race was awesome. Great. Lots of good names up there. Some great performances. Men's race.
1: Right. So got taken out by Singapore flu. And all of a sudden we have in the top 10, like names I didn't even know.
5: Which yeah, is crazy. So, I mean, I, I'm, I think there's one name on there that I'm not familiar with. The rest of them I have heard of, but I definitely, I would hands up. And this is no disrespect to the guys. I think they did a great job and they deserve to get those results, obviously on the day. But I wouldn't have picked. Uh the only one I probably would have picked is Freddie Funk. I think. Yeah. I think he was kind of that um the one that you'd probably have put in the mix there, you know. Um, but the rest of them, like German, German Queens clean sweep, all super young guy. Actually, I forget how young Freddie Funk is as well. Uh, um, yeah, Rico Bowman. Rico won won. like twenty yeah. Yeah. two. Yeah. I think Freddie someone was saying Freddie Funk's younger than that. I thought he was older, but anyway. Uh yeah, uh, Stratman. It's just like this next generation Mm -hmm. have just took the opportunity with again those big names Mm -hmm. not being there some of the athletes focusing on nice um and And they got in a
1: bike group and they biked away and that's and it
5: and it was a very european race which is kind of different the women's i think it was the same similar result to what we'd have seen wherever that race would have been if it'd been st george or whatever whereas i think we saw a very european obviously clearly if you look at the top 10 but a dominant european there is um, a, a style
1: to European racing, which I think we will see a lot in Nice as well. Um, but that brings us to, we have to talk about the imaginary white line. Ooh. Ooh. So, Lionel Sanders got DQ'd, posted on Instagram. It's been a hot topic. Everyone's talking about it. He got DQ'd for crossing the center line.
5: Yeah.
1: Except he crossed it in a place there was no center line. And so he got yes. DQ'd for crossing
5: an imaginary. an imaginary center
1: line. And apparently the road was also closed. It was one way...
5: Uh, it, i've heard it was a, a full road close which i think is great it should be it's a world championship it, well any every race should be but i know that's not possible but world championships should be I, again it goes back a little bit what was discussed at the pro meeting and also is it if it's a closed road does the center line rule still apply and then if there's no well, there's no line, then how do you judge that? Now I again heard mixed things about maybe it wasn't particularly dangerous. Right. I heard he passed it anyway. Corner. Maybe it was a corner. But again, but close road.
1: Saw... And then you see, yes. You see on the broadcast other athletes
0: other visibly athletes. passing yes. the white
1: line. And so that becomes this whole like wait. Clearly this applies to some people and not others. And not to others. Yeah. And I get it, so, like, what we saw was the cameras, the refs might not have been there at that point, like, totally, totally
5: true. It's also where we've been saying with Iron Man, you should have a ref in the broadcast tent, or whatever tent, in the broadcast truck, whatever you want to call it, um, to see to see the broadcast and to see penalties, and then either they can communicate to the TR on the ground to be like, get up there, or they can issue on... Yeah, yeah, some broadcast you know like um what's it called in football um the v the var, VAR virtual kind of thing. yeah but, we don't yeah. have that yet in triathlon that's we not know, a thing but, but, but you know I think it was actually Didi I don't want to take her her suggestion I think it's Didi's been saying like we should have a technical right. official interesting. in interesting. the broadcast truck whatever you want to call it um I do also find it hilarious that they talk as if they're in the commentators talk as if they're in Finland and it's like you're clearly not in Finland, but that's fine. You're like, okay. I saw you at the pool, in Boulder, the pool <laughs> in Boulder yesterday. There's no way you got to Finland. And I saw you between the two races. There's no right, way you're in right, Finland. Let's right. just not, let's just not pretend we are. You've, you've got a team in Finland on the ground. That's fine. Like, that's funny. it's funny. Okay um,
1: I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, whatever. This is the age of the internet. And where there's a lot of like trying to figure out where people are and what they're doing and interpreting and all that kind of thing. Um, but it was pretty, I mean, one, uh, yes, the women's race is great. Very exciting. Two, yeah, I think you're right. The men's race played out like we're more like we're going to see in Nice in two weeks, even though it'll be very different names in two weeks. It was very European style. Um, like, I,
5: I reckon it could be a French one, two, three in Nice next week. Yeah, it's week. possible. Yeah. If
1: Sam Laidlaw gets over his illness.
5: Yeah. Although so I, think, I think Jan might have something to say about that. I, would yeah, like, I think Jan might that. be on yeah. the podium. I'd like to see him on the podium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he yeah. knows how to race in Europe. He it'll does. Be...
1: The Americans yeah. are going to do terrible, Nice. I just like, I, I, I like, even though I love all the Americans and we all know I'm very pro-American and I like all the guys, I this was my first thought when they announced Anise as the Ironman. I was like, oh my God, the Americans did terrible at it when it was 70.3. Like on the whole, obviously some did, some individuals, but it's not our style of racing. Like we don't know how to take those descents.
5: Yeah. And they and so to so go back to the center line, that's going to be really interesting. And I hope they bring it up at the pro meeting in terms of, you know, we saw it the, um, at the 70.3 Worlds, I think, Rudy von Berg going down on his aero bars, down that descent, all over the road. And, and so he's like our that. great
1: American hope for being able to descend And, and I
5: get that. Yeah. Um, But like, what is the rule? Because if you want to descend safely down that, and it, it should be, I fucking hope it's this closed road on that descent. But if you want to descend safely, you should be able to take the road to Peter, able to take the, the right corner. Or alternatively, you've got to slow down enough to take the corner in the in the lane. But what is the ruling going to be? And apparently, I think, talking to an athlete who's over there at the moment, there isn't a center line on that descent no, either. No, there's not.
1: No, I've
5: read so, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know more. So, you know, what is that ruling?
1: Well, there isn't in some places, but there's also little towns that they're not going to be able to shut down and cars pulling out. So it'll be, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I rented a bike in Nice so that I can go and scope it all.
5: I just want everyone to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Please, uh, be safe. Okay speaking yes. of
1: safety and finishing up our six minutes here super league started this past weekend too in london obviously it's always I'm
5: not sure on that link between speaking safety, of safety
1: <laughs> i feel like i think of super league is the nascar of oh triathlon. okay all right yeah it's, it's, it's like true. always crashes true. and fast yeah, yeah. and people falling yeah. um yeah. and i i you seem to be actually understanding it this year there are basically geographic teams
5: Yes. So this is my very brief understanding, but I've not read into it and I know we're already over time. They've <laughs> reshuffled the teams and there's four teams and they've done it more on a geographic basis. So there is a predominantly British team. There is a US team there. And then I get a bit confused because there's the Bahrain team and the Santara tech team. And it seems like each team has got an independent sponsor coming in to help fund it. Um, so what we saw at the weekend it was in London I mean the crowds looked amazing I think they do a fantastic job of getting spectators and stuff there um but it was a fairly dominant display by the the British team which are the Sharks I mean I think on the women's side um one two three four five of the top 10 were the British team um and on the men's there's alex and johnny alex and johnny won yeah. which is great again great to see johnny up there because i think he's had a bit of a rough year in olympic yeah, 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 yeah. and olympic qualifications stuff like that um but they were very dominant there now maybe depending on maybe now this is where team tactics comes in i think mm-hmm. and the value of the team manager and as they move on to the next location whether that is that, i mean it was the women's race basically from the swim it, the front pack was five in fact the six or five or six of the british the sharks taylor spivey and uh, jenny (laughs) laher that was kind of it um who are the other teams so i think that's how they've done it this year i'm not sure how the bahrain and the nobody knows it's not it's not but there is a british predominantly british there's a, a u.s team and that sort of thing so yeah this is now the super league what is it, one, you know, Season, every, every yeah. weekend kind of thing for the next. They are week.
1: spreading them out because they're going to sprinkle, because Ponte Vedra is in the middle and then Malibu's like two weeks before Kona and they don't, and then they're having the last one after Kona. Oh,
5: okay, um, yeah. Yeah, I
1: only know that. Because I'm it pretty is pretty brutal.
5: Honest. It is brutal racing. I mean, you say it, it's only short and it's done. You know, but it looks, it's an like, an like the run, kind that is. I
1: most don't want to yeah. do. Yeah. So.
5: yeah. I do like the fact now, though, that you've seen, because like on at the weekend, it was swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run. And then, like for like half the lap of the run, they've got their swim caps and their goggles on, ready to go. And then, and now also, there's a change. They still have the short shoots, and that's all complicated. But now, the team managers can reset up the athletes' transitions whilst they're d- during the race. But it, but that's quite tricky because if you've got all your seven, what, however many athletes, five athletes at the front, like the sharks did, um, she didn't have time. Um, um, Uh, give me Stu hayes team manager michelle Dillon. um she didn't actually have time to get the athletes set up done properly while they're in the water because it was so quick and because all of our athletes are at the front whereas if they're kind of spread out see this is actually just
1: gonna become a super league podcast now so yeah that's it we're done anyway no
5: what are we on seven minutes eight minutes um, too long uh well that's all that happened this past weekend
1: we'll be back next week we'll talk about nice a little um because i'm headed there and uh nice be go nice get your, and niece. nice and nice uh go get your training instead and we'll do and we'll do okay here's my question ready should taylor nib do kona
2: so next year because she qualified uh so they give a free slot right mm-hmm. to whoever wins 70.3 worlds
1: and she's on the start list and for this she- october right now from last year's is- 70.3 Worlds Oh, so she oh, could do oh, it right, next too, yeah. year, too. So she could uh- literally... The talk is about whether or not she should literally do it this October. She is on the start list from last year's 70.3 Worlds win. And she was, like, waiting to see kind of how Paris went and how Finland went and everything. Wow! I didn't know that she would consider that. She is considering it. She is. That's why she's on the start list right now.
3: Interesting. I wonder... I wouldn't... I don't know. I mean... Clearly she's got more talent than I do, but I was, I was, I'm like, I wouldn't do it before the Olympics, but you know, Hey, she knows her body better than, I mean, ever.
4: I'm super impressed about like her whole foot injury. So she had a broken foot, which makes me hopeful that my broken foot will heal up amazingly, <laughs> just like Taylor nips. And then I can go on to world domination
1: too. It's exactly what's going to happen. Jocelyn. Yeah. I like it.
2: that, You know, the that that is the correlation there, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Broken foot, world domination. Uh, I would say there's a lot of downside, not a lot of upside. (laughs) No, honestly, (laughs) like, no, I
1: know. I just thought it was funny because it was that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: She has a long career ahead of her. Why
3: Russia? Yeah, why Russia? Well,
4: because she she just qualified for next year's cone. no, it's a niece, though. It's a niece, yeah. So she qualified for next year's woman's niece. So yeah, I do feel like it's a little risky. Like if she gets hurt in like building up, especially coming from that foot injury, like getting your mileage up for Ironman training is quite a bit more than 70.3, Uh depending on your coach. Sometimes it's the same. You are,
2: yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll say, like, look, like, I don't, it's not like I have, this is all like public knowledge, right? Like, she's like said, she'll, she's, she said, we'll see. I'm thinking about it. Um, and I'm like, like, a lot of people are saying, like, what you, right? Like, this, that's like, you have plenty of time. You're 24 or like, or 25. But, you know, she's also like, she's established that she's going to do what she wants. So, you know, she's going to do what she wants. So she wants, like, if she wants to race, uh, UCI next year with Trek, like, you know, it's up to her you do
4: that's you. True. yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if she does it and like wins
1: <laughs> The other, like obviously the part that i'm hung up on is like coda as your first iron man like that used to be more common but now that's like nobody does that anymore you can't really
4: well want, you like, can't four- yeah because it's so hard to qualify with a 70.3 now where it used to be more common when there were less races
1: I was at one of those China races where they were trying to like grow the sport in China. And so it was like one of those 70.3s where they had spots for Kona. And, you know, the 18 to 24 age group, mm-hmm. basically, it's like 19 year old girls, like, okay. And you could see she was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, now I have to figure out how to do Iron Man in Kona. hmm. Which is funny. So. But did you guys watch, I mean, 70.3 Worlds was like midnight for us, or 9 p.m. for me, midnight for you guys. Did you, did you guys watch any of it, or like watch it later? It's...
3: I, try, I tried to track some of it, because I had a um, couple of friends doing it, TNC and Jamie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I and did not
4: wake of- up in the middle of the night because yeah. of yeah. that amazing pillar performance, Magnesium, <laughs> that <laughs> sponsors this podcast. <laughs> Sleeping hard. But, um, I as soon as I did wake up, I checked on Instagram right away to see Taylor Nib and Rico, Rico Bogan crossing the finish line, grabbing the
1: tape. Obviously the big news coming out of it was the well, of course, like the big news is the winners. But then the the in the weeds triathlon controversy is the whole getting DQ'd for crossing a white a center line that isn't actually on the ground, right? So Lionel Sanders with the crossing the center line that was an imaginary center line is causing a lot of controversy. And here's my question. So have you guys ever been DQ'd in a race? You got weird penalties? DQ'd is
4: like, I've had a drafting penalty in like a big age group field where every, it was hard not to. Sure. But DQ'd is pretty severe.
2: I've I've just gotten penalties for like, random bottles popping out and you know like don't even notice and all of a sudden you're like what littering penalty like there were railroad tracks i didn't know i lost that bottle
1: right that littering one always seems like really yeah the unintentional
2: yeah so i've I've never gotten anything like that yeah for crossing this
3: the imaginary
2: line imaginary
3: line i've never gotten a penalty but i i have been dq'd because of my kit Really? Yep. I got Do they tell
1: you at the beginning or at the end after you've gone?
3: They told me after the race was over that oh, I was I DQ'd, but I um I protested to the I guess the head official and um by the end of the race I was reinstated. But the the funny thing is I went um over to where, you know, the officials were and I said, Hey, I'm in an approved kit and uh I forgot the guy the comment that the guy made, but it was basically like he said he didn't care. Really? And then the funny thing is, the head official came over and he knew me from another race. He was like, Hey Khadija, how you doing? And the guy who DQ'd me and was all snarky when I came up to him, his you should his whole face dropped, his whole persona changed. I was like, hey, how you do? I was like extra nice. <laughs> how you doing? It's good to see wow. you. Wow. What what did he say was wrong with your kit? He said it was a wetsuit. I said, clearly this is not a wetsuit. I I was still in the position where I had to present my kits to um the race director. To, to prove that I wasn't getting an unfair advantage. So the race director and the head official had already seen my kit. They knew I wasn't getting an unfair advantage. There's no compression in my arms or below the knees. I mean, it's just all kinds of stupidity. And then this guy's like, she's slamming away. So I was like, no, I didn't. I said, you can look at, I don't care who said what, blah, blah. Not a problem. So I stood right there and he asked me what I was waiting for. I said, I'm waiting for the head official to come. He's like, well, you're DQ'd, it's not gonna change. Okay.
1: i do think like it does seem to be like i appreciate that like you know the majority of officials are doing like what they like are not not out to get people power
3: trip yeah but i was gonna say i do think it's weird
1: when some of the some of like how much power is in the hands of like one random person sometimes right Mm -hmm. that's what always seems like a little a little crazy
3: yeah so but i mean now it doesn't matter the at least for usat and uh, wt the rules are changed so that's not something that anybody who races covered, whether it's because of their religious beliefs or because they they have skin issues, they can race fully covered. So it's not it's not an issue anymore. Iron Man, it's an issue, but I'm not worried about that. Apparently USAT is also changing the rules though. I talked to like their um so that
1: you cause they used to have the rules where you wouldn't only find out later and you were like after, and now they are changing it so they do it in like the same as Iron Man, the same as ever, like we're all used to, where they show you a card and tell you like during as opposed which is like a lot better, I think. Yeah.
3: Hmm. I like knowing too, because then I like to know which one of my competitors already has a card. Sure. <laughs>
1: Sarah Sarah's Sarah's shaking her head.
3: You no, know, just to play devil's advocate, the downside is if
2: they've improperly given you a card, like that can, that change, can change the, the race. Of the race yeah so yeah yeah. like i would almost rather have like at the end two minutes subtracted, you know added to my time
1: um but here's my other question though if they've it can't it totally can change the race which is the argument for why it should be served during right because then like the people who are like drafting shouldn't get the benefit and then like right but then don't you have the choice i thought at a pro level you had the choice to like not serve it and appeal it or do you have to serve it you know what i'm saying
3: yes that's true you can you there's like i don't know obviously if you don't serve it it
1: is an automatic dq so then you'd have to like really fight it
3: (laughs) (laughs) you gotta know you're right yeah
1: because i had a friend who straight up got a penalty You know how they write down in their book like the number and some little description and they clearly had written down the wrong number because the description was like man and this she's like a woman right like it was like not it was like not her and, like, they were, like, well, it's your... Number. And, like, it took forever to, like, be, like, no, this is, like, literally not me. Like, you're just, like, this kid is not mine. The colors, like, what you wrote here is not me. But that's that's pretty much the only time I've heard of, of like, penalties getting overturned. If it's, like, literally not you. Otherwise, like, they don't get overturned.
4: Well, and it just seems the frustrating thing is that these rules are not being equally enforced. You know, they're saying... I mean, I, I haven't seen that the live stream had other male athletes crossing the non-imaginary center lines without
1: any penalties.
3: And how do they know where the line is? I mean, really? I mean.
1: Well, the imaginary center line, right. That's the funny part. But to Jocelyn's point, there were people on camera literally crossing the white line. But, but and I get this, Jocelyn, like, it's not like the TV broadcasters are the refs, right? Like, they can't give penalties. The refs weren't there then. So. Yeah. So. It just so then are good. they
4: looking around and making sure the officials are not around <laughs> when they cross the, they purposely cross the center line?
1: Apparently, because I've been talking to a bunch of USAT officials lately for a story. Do you want to know what the two most common rule violations are though? Like in the US, like I got like just ran- not like Champions crossing the
3: mount line. Nope. No, nope. I would say drafting and littering. Headphones? Mm-hmm.
1: Buckling your helmet and not not unbuckling your helmet helmet. or not buckling your helmet. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, those are like the two most common. Because the majority of people come from running and running. They're like used to wearing head, Like That's just like Uh a regular person.
3: I've never been able to run with headphones. It just totally messes up my rhythm. Really? Yeah. And I'm so short, I'd probably have to be listening to like Alvin and the Chipmunks to be in in sync with my cadence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, yeah. I do it for really long, boring runs, you know. But that's it. Or the treadmill. Treadmill. I actually realized this at some one point when I was doing a bunch of treadmill that like I was definitely damaging my hearing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh my! My hearing's for all sure. messed up. I like just add this yeah, to the
3: list sure. of things
1: I messed up from triathlon.
3: That means you're ready for more children. You can zone everything out. I can, yeah. <laughs> you can literally, as long as nobody's bleeding. I'm just, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
1: All right. Before it gets super random, <laughs> Sarah, what's your random question this week?
2: Not super random. Okay, in the first mm-hmm. triathlon. That you ever did, what was the bike you rode? Oh. It
1: was a Cannondale CAD 8. Gray oh, and what like color? Silver and black, you know? It was a friend's bike. You know what I mean? Like, and she had like, and she was yeah. like, oh, you can have it. And it was too big for uh-huh. me, but I was convinced that it was not. And it's
2: great. I still have mine. I I borrowed my brother's old bike oh. that was like a size 46 frame. That was like a <laughs> I think it was a bridgetone. Uh, road bike with like downtube shifting. It was did not fit Excellent. properly, and I didn't know I how didn't to have shift To worry gears. about it gears, awesome.
3: I rode an yeah. eighty-nine dollar red, black, and yellow fixie from Walmart. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
4: awesome. So mine was—it's it, actually still on my wall here. It's a nineteen ninety-nine Specialized La M4 Pro. Which is specialized uh, aero. It's the road bike with aero tubing that I think like Peter Reed raced in Kona on. Um, I got it my freshman year in college and spent all of my Chinatown scholarship money on it because I was <laughs> injured. I was on the track team and I got injured. And so I spent all the money in my checking account. <laughs>
1: Oh yes, you wanna know party. how I? That was Jocelyn. The first bike I bought, like we had a deal with like a local, but anyway, it was like seven hundred dollars, which was still way too much money for me in college. And I paid for it, and then I couldn't pay rent, and I was like, oh no. And then I won bingo. And I won five hundred dollars. <laughs> I won five hundred dollars at bingo, and that is how I paid my rent that month. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, was a sketchy place, and they bingo. paid me in cash. And as soon, and it was like one of those places where like. We ended up there on accident. And it was like... Anyway, we, we were like, oh, shit. I'm going to get shanked in the parking lot for shanked. the cash.
3: She's in shame. Oh, I was like, definitely... in prison. Oh, my so God. It was that
1: kind of... <laughs> it was that kind of place. You got shanked at that kind of place, all right? Oh and so we were like, we have to get out of here now. <laughs> so, oh. so, yeah, that's how I bought my first bike. I bought Amazing.
4: Yeah, I'm just glad. Like, so I finished high school, I was 17 because I have a late birthday. And so I had to open up a joint checking account with my mom. And I'm just so glad that back then they didn't have those like spending alerts that go to like, your parents when you like <laughs> <laughs> make this like a fraudulent looking purchase because it was like nice. I think it was like $1,400 and it's like lime green beautiful uh the one that was like a step down that was $800 was like mirror orange and I was like no <laughs> <Absolutely not. laughs> this green one is beautiful and I will <laughs> one day do a triathlon on this
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: amazing how uh, could you how do you? did do you end up on a city bike
3: i mean i didn't i i grew up in new york i never mm-hmm. had my first bike was i bought it a week yeah. before my race I grew up with tokens. I'm, I'm aging myself now. I didn't even have a MetroCard tokens. Yeah, I remember tokens. I ran track yeah. and swim. I didn't. I didn't have. I never owned a bike, so I was just like, "Yo, that's what the messengers rides good enough." For I me. never
1: owned a bike. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, commuter yeah, bike, yeah. right? So, yeah, but it was. It, it was. Uh, I I don't know if you've raced in Georgia, but it was a little bit hilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was the it was only eighteen it was only eighteen miles and I think it was like six hundred feet of climbing. Yeah, my quads were fried mm. by the time I was done. And then I was like, "Yo, they have every what is everybody? Oh, they have gears. Oh, <laughs> yeah." By the end of the summer, I had a, a bike yes. with gears. Yes. Yeah,
2: and you you just saved the other one for like you know your barista. <laughs>
1: like i still have it i'm
3: like ride if i ride i'll ride to because the walmart by my house is not far i just ride to walmart (laughs) and what do you buy that you carry back on your fixie You could get
4: another fixie at walmart
3: (laughs) i mean just you know aspirin you know if i'm just running to go grab something real quick or whatever i'll ride it but i asked yeah you're such a hipster i had no idea (laughs) it's I was. I left it. I left it in Love it. Uh, Cuba one summer. I used it like for transportation when I was there. Because sometimes trying to, you know, get from place to place is hard sometimes. So,
2: if any listeners have some good uh, first bike stories, we definitely want to hear. Because that was a, a random question that had surprising depth to it. Bingo! Go figure. Get you me can me make me lots of money me. doing that. Oh, <laughs> Almost almost shanked. Well, thank you for listening to another week of Whiffer Riding. And next week, we get to hear all about Khadija's Marathon Swim coming
0: up. My time, my time.
3: None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.